Hello everyone, it's time for another edition of Adventures in Careerland! Hi, I'm Adriano Magnifico. I'm your host for this podcast. It's a podcast about career stories. It's a podcast about students and post-secondary folks and leaders of industry coming to our podcast studio or talking to us from some odd location like Vancouver, Montreal, or Toronto and sharing their stories, sharing how they got to where they are, what decisions they're making, what challenges they're facing, how did their educational path turn into what it's become. Always good, always inspirational. We have a lot of students who listen to this podcast and they often tell me that they are inspired by some of the stories and it's really gratifying for them to hear that some of the issues they're thinking about, some of the potential problems they're wondering about or challenges as they meander through their career journey feel a little little better when they feel like other people are experiencing the same thing. So we're always super happy. This is season seven. This is the fourth episode, 78 in the giant continuum of stories. How exciting is that? And of course, we are broadcasting from the podcast studio. The Arts and Technology Center has 13 applied and technical programs. They include the broadcast media program, which we are centered in right now. Baking, pastry, building trades, culinary arts, early childhood educator, electrical trades, hairstyling. If you need to find a space where you can think about your best self or where that best self exists, this may be a space for you. So we're always excited when students choose this off the beaten path as a high school student, can be a post-secondary student, can also be an international student. And we welcome everyone and their diverse stories and their needs and challenges. And we try to help them through those challenges. Hey, and we're in the broadcast podcast studio. And I have two of the co-hosts here, Caitlin Middlestad. How are you today, Caitlin? I'm pretty good. You're pretty good. Yeah. So Caitlin, tell me what you're, what project you're working on in broadcast media right now. Well, we recently switched from news to radio today. So we are going to be starting our whole radio thing so I have to make I'm currently making um, my scripts for some commercials I'm making for the radio how challenging is that how challenging is that do you like it I mean I like it but it's also it pushes my creativity so and it's early so it's well you like to write you told yeah is that correct you like poetry and you like to write so is script writing something that really connects to you sometimes I mean it's kind of hard sometimes because you have to try and make it flow so it sounds good like you know Oh, you on mean air like and all put you have together. to have good writing. Yeah. Okay. No, but well, it's hard deal, sometimes. But right? Yeah. Okay, that's good. I'm glad you're working on that. Keep pushing yourself because yeah. you're getting more and more skilled at things. I'm watching you in action. And we have Caden Sidler. Sidler. We never yep. did his last name right, but I nailed correct. it this time. Sidler. Yeah. What are you up to? Uh, pretty good. Uh, yeah, like Caitlin said, we're switching over from news to radio so we just did a full news broadcast live on thursday was it see this program's crazy i watch you guys in action yeah and those switches and all the pieces you're doing that are in the studio or in this podcast studio or out at events what are they building in you man uh say i'm learning a lot of teamwork like well especially for events stuff i'm learning how to work better with people and uh more dependent on myself with like the things I'm learning, I feel more comfortable every time I do these things. Is this something you think you want to do in your life? 
Yes, I mean... What part? Because there's many parts. Caitlin, you've seen the parts too, right? Mm -hmm. What parts connect to you? Because you do a lot of stuff here, including including learning the Adobe Suite and doing all the graphic design and art and video editing, right? So that's pretty cool stuff. What parts connect to you a lot? Do you like to be out in front? Do you like to be mm-hmm. behind the scenes making uh-huh. making the technical work and or you know the the thumbnails yeah. or, or the, the edits of the I, videos? I mean, I like the like on the podcast. This is fun, but I I think like when I was on the I was one of the on air people with uh, Geneva, so it was that was my first time like being live in front of a camera. It was it was a good change. I feel more comfortable, but I, I I'm definitely more of a behind the scenes guy. Like I I saw you. The I, I watched that video you yeah. you were making. All you guys were making. Did you see him on TV? Yeah. I saw yeah. him on TV and I thought, you've come a long way. I'm serious. I thought, you doing this, think about yeah. yourself doing this six months ago. Yeah, no, I would have been. You would have melted. Out. You would have yeah. melted. Yeah, it, it wasn't. It was a little nerve wracking, but then once we, we read the script like a hundred times on the teleprompter, so it, it got, I was pretty, when it went live, it didn't really feel much pressure, but it was. It's, I, uh, I think the skills you're getting here are immeasurable and you don't even is. know how strong you're getting i'm telling yeah. you i watch you guys in action and my the beauty the beauty of being a teacher in this context is i watch you at the beginning and see mm. kind of how useless you are at the beginning <laughs> and I, I mean that with great respect yeah. even though it doesn't sound that way and yeah. then watch this growth happen yeah. where you're standing in front of that camera i never would have believed you could have done that yeah me neither and i saw geneva as well who's on that booth doing the weather and doing some of the news yeah. I, I was stunned by yeah. how poised you both were yeah. doing that. So I, I, sometimes you don't know, and you have to surround yeah. yourself with some of the mentors who are not just going to give you that pat on the back, but mm-hmm. ask you to do that hard work yeah. and go through. I like when you said it's hard work, Caitlin, to yeah. do little scripts and to get them right. Yeah. Because nobody wants to read a bad script. Yeah, exactly. Right? So it's the hard work, though. And is there a good feeling of satisfaction when you put it up there and you see someone else doing your work and getting it right? How do you yeah. feel when that happens? I feel pretty good, especially like once the script is done and sometimes I have other people to voice it for me and stuff. It's pretty cool, it right? It all flows well and they learn, like they don't say, oh, I need to make a change that this doesn't sound right. When it just is perfect, I'm like, yay. Like, right on, right on. And that's what happens when you learn. That's yeah. what happens when you find, you're curious about stuff and you find learning to be so engaging you want the next step. You want to keep stepping out of your comfort zone. You want to keep, give me more, give me more. And that's what that's what you do in this program. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I congratulate you too, as always, and I'm happy to have you as podcast. But we have a guest today. Dun, 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 dun. We have a guest today, and this is a person who's also had a journey, a journey of learning and growth. Um, and I've known him for a while through career activities in which we've been participating together. In fact, um, I think I approached him, but this is, I'll introduce this person. This is Riel Ri, likes to be known as Ri, Dion. Dion, I want to talk off Francais. Dion, <laughs> not Dion. People will call him Dion. But um, this is a graduate from Collège Louis Riel, 1994. And Riel Ri, we welcome you to the podcast. How are you, sir? Love being here. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. We want you to talk about, now, we want you to talk about those times when you're at Collège Louis Riel and you're in the hallways. We like you to we like to have our guests start up and talking about what was going through your head in those hallways, as you were thinking about. I'm having a good time socializing, doing my work, playing some sports, academics. 
What kind of student were you? What was going through your head? What was what were you thinking about down the road? Yeah, I, being in high school, I got to tell you, is a is an area of discovery where you don't always know what you're doing. You don't know what you're setting out for. So what I'm hearing, Caitlin and Caden, Caden say Siddler here saying is that they they figured it out a lot sooner than I did when I was in high school. I had no hot clue what I wanted to do. I know that I was a, a terrible student. I didn't like to study. <laughs> I was actually really good at sports. Um, since the time I was 15, I started playing provincial sports and provincial teams. And uh, I had a really great coach and a mentor, which I'll talk about in a little bit. Um, for anyone who's in high school, I would say don't sweat it too much um, in terms of if you don't have it figured out it's this is the time to explore when you guys were talking earlier about Adriano and saying man when you started this plan you had no skills man you weren't anywhere Th there are four steps that I want to sort of weigh in on if you can't if I can Adriano is when you don't know you're not good at something that's called unconsciously incompetent you don't know you're not good at it <laughs> and the next step after that is until somebody points it out to you hey Siddler you're you actually suck at this then you become consciously incompetent. It means you're aware that you're not good at something. And then you have two decisions to make at that point. Either you continue to suck at it and you don't care, mm. or you want to get better at it. If you want to get better at it, then you work at it because you've decided now that you want to go in a particular direction for you that might be you know, newscasting or radios, or if you want to go into events, then you and I can connect later because that's kind of what I do for a living. Mm. The third step is then you become unconsciously uh, you become consciously competent you're like oh man i rock at this i'm so good at this this is great mm -hmm. caitlin same thing for you you're good at writing you're getting better at it, it becomes yeah. easier every every day and then you become so good at it that the last stage is that you're unconsciously competent you don't even know you're good at something until you find something else that you suck at and then you become unconsciously incompetent at that thing and then the, the cycle starts over until somebody points it out and going, hey, you really suck at this or you know, you're know, you not very good at this and then the, the cycle starts over. For me, that was high school. Um, I didn't know I was a bad student until it was pointed out to me. I knew I was good at sports, so I was, con I was unconsciously competent in sports, but I was unconsciously incompetent in studies and all of that changed after high school when I decided to pull my life together and realize I can't keep going through life playing sports because I'm not good enough to be a professional but you were good enough to play sports it sounds like at a pretty high level because that was a hook though right like high school has to have a hook in it right and, For sure. and when you have that hook and I, I came what was your hook at Windsor Park like you're these guys are both graduated right so now they're here yeah. as post-secondary was there a hook for you in high school? Was it this program? Yeah, well, if, yeah, if there was anything, it would be this program. Like in grade 11, when I made the mistake of not choosing this program, I probably should have at the time, but I mean, it all worked out in the end. But that was definitely the hook was coming here, I'd say. I'm, yeah. Caitlin, what was your hook? Probably coming here, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, what was the hook? If you didn't come to this, what's high school offering you? I mean, you're learning to read and write, you know, yeah. all, all those good things in school. I'm, I'm, I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm not talking, trying to talk badly about the high school system, but high school needs hooks. It's, yeah. it's mm -hmm. you're consuming yeah. so many pieces in high school. Mm -hmm. Core thirty credits. That's a lot of credits to consume yeah. in a high school context. Mm -hmm. If something's not hooking you, do you have friends in your own context who have been unhooked? 
than just what do I do now? Yeah. 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 Because also in high school, like if I didn't have like ATC to know that I'm like to like I guess be my hook, I wouldn't have really have had anything. So I wasn't the best at studying, and I definitely was not the best at sports. So I guess I'm grateful that ATC was an option for me in my school because it opened more doors for me. Very good. And you understand that most divisions don't have an ATC. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so think about all the high school students all over the place Yeah. that are are looking for that hook or the mm -hmm. mentor. Riel also talked about the mentor, the importance of that mentor. Now, in in when you talked about your your four stages, unconsciously incompetent, consciously competent, I like that. Sounds like a book on the way or something. Oh, uh, that's not original material, by the way. I totally I, stole that. Oh. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> like somebody has to point those things out to you, right? So it's almost like you have to surround yourself with people. It's hard on your own yeah. to really look inside, right? And yeah. to really understand who is my best self, mm. right? Yeah. So yeah. when it came to sports, you're gravitating to sports real. Um, what attracts you to the sports? Well, the sport that I played is uh, what's called team handball. It's sort of a kind of spring sport. You play it after volleyball and soccer and football and all the other more popular sports. For me, what drove me or what hooked me to that particular sport or any particular sport, and that later on translated into other parts of my life, is the teamwork. And so I mentioned I had a coach. Um, the coach pushed me really hard. Uh, he didn't push me hard because he was a jerk. He pushed me hard because he saw potential. And when you can have potential, whether it's Caitlin with writing or whether it's Siddler with uh, newscasts and broadcasting, um, the mentors are really important. But more so, you have to understand that a mentor is not just a, a single person, it's a relationship. You have to be open to the mentorship. So Siddler, you might turn to Mags as a mentor of sorts, right? Like, who do I go to when I need advice? Who do I go to when I need to talk to somebody? Not who's going to give me the answers, but somebody's going to go, what do you think about that? And where is your drive? So Max here is not telling you like, hey, this was your hook, right, Siddler? He's mm -hmm. like, what was your hook? And you have to figure that out on your own. Mm -hmm. That's what mentors do in your life, whether it's in sports or in academia or in high school or at ATCs. Um, you know, I'm sort of circling back to, yeah. to how important it is to have those things. And Caitlin, I don't know, do you have a mentor in your life? Do you have someone you look up to? Um... Currently, not really, but I feel like maybe in this course, it would probably be my teachers, mm -hmm. just because they've accomplished so much, and they're kind of trying to help us bring us down the same path, so I guess, yeah, yeah I my teachers. And it's interesting, and really, I, I've got mentors in my life. Yeah. Ree's got mentors in his life, and there's people <laughs> to whom we go, and we don't want to have conversations that pat us on the head like Cocker Spaniels. Mm-hmm. We don't want that. We want to know um, what could I be doing better? What do you notice? Like mm -hmm. how to challenge us. Always a challenge. I've had many people come uh, say to me um, uh, if I'm running an event, like the CAPS event or something like that. Well, you'll never use the holes. You know, you'll never get this. You'll never get this. And the real mentors in my life say, go get them. Go, yeah. go figure it out. Yeah. When I run something called the Tiger's Den, which is an entrepreneurship conference, the opening question, like students ask a million questions, and now when I when I do the Tiger's Den event, one of the simple slides says the answer to every question is yes, as long as you figure it out. 
And as soon right. as you figure something out, you're you're on the road. So you're coming out of high school and you're playing. Okay, now you're playing high end handball. The hand. Have you, do you guys know what handball is? Yep. <clears throat> you two know who yeah. handball is? Yeah. Windsor Park at a handball team. Yeah, we went and played play for team, that team, and I coached that team. Really? I went to, oh. I went to Windsor Park. Oh, me too. That's, Windsor Park that's cool. Collegiate. Yeah. Oh. As a student. Yeah. No, you didn't. I did. Come on. I did. I thought you were College Louisville. Well, I transferred from Windsor Park to Louisville. Oh. So yeah, I know, oh. I, I know it. I know oh. the school really well. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's cool. So, talk about the handball experience and how that grew. Because you, you played on the national Canadian handball team. Who does that? Well, I did. It was really fun, <laughs> exactly. considering, considering I'm, I'm so short. And a lot of the guys that I play on the team were like almost a foot taller than me in some uh. cases. But uh, the sports were really important because they gave me the focus that I think any, any high schooler needs or any young adult needs um, whether they find that in sports or any other activities. So we're talking about mentors here. The mentors are important, but the drive still has to come from you, right? Mentors get that drive out of you. They're the ones who are saying, I'm here for you. You can do this, but you have to answer the question, how are you going to do this? If they tell you how to do it, that's called a boss. Mm -hmm. And bosses are important too, but mentors are exceptionally important because they're the ones who are there to to sort of guide on the side, not mage on the stage mm -hmm. sort of approach to your life, right? They've been there. They've done that. We know what you're going through. We know what you're going to go through. And they're just there to sort of help you guide along the process of thinking through your problems or thinking through what you want to do with your life is the really important part. If they just tell you, then you'll never learn anything. But if they make you think through it, then you'll you'll go a lot further because your chemistry changes when you start thinking differently. Okay, well that's that's national team handball. That that that's yeah. not Ed Schmegley <laughs> Seidler handball. Okay, no, it, no, it, no, no disrespect, it, my friend. No. And I really want to know. I really want to know. Okay, you're in a national team. Like when you're sitting, you must have played in exotic ports of call, right? What were some of the places you played in? Well, the national team in 95 was a starting team, and so we stayed in Canada. Um, but I'll disagree with you, Mags. I think regardless of the scale... Yeah, and, and Mags and I never, never disagree. We never on disagree. The same page, no, no. Is, I disagree. I mean, the scale has nothing to do with the relationship of your ability to drive your own life and the direction you want to go in and the people you choose to surround yourself with. I think that's the most important part is whether or not you're struggling to get through high school or whether you're trying to make a national team, the struggle is still the same to the person who's struggling. Okay, so Reed just schooled me, okay? I, I take it. But you, get, you have to tell me, when you're in a national team, are the towels a little softer? Are the oh. are the chairs on the bench are they padded oh. better? They put, like, that's what I want to know. You're the national they, team, man. They put, are, they, are the outfits just glittery and kind of cool? Yeah. You have, are you getting bling? Talk about yeah. that. being on a national team, man. That's what I want to know. So the lead up to making the national team was really difficult. Uh, we were talking about six days a week of practicing and then three games, sometimes like ex exhibitions on the weekends. And then you were playing, again, more importantly, you're playing against teams that are way, way, way better than you are. And when you play against teams that are better than you are, you'll do two things. You'll, you'll try and meet their level or you'll just fold. 
-hmm. And we never had the opportunity to fold. We always had to learn from each game and we always had to improve ourselves for the next game. And it was painful. We're talking about a lot of strength training, a lot of conditioning and a lot of technicals. And all of those things translate if you allow yourself to translate them when you decide that you don't want to do one thing in your life anymore. So I transitioned a lot from the time I was in high school. I never thought I'd be here talking to you guys. But um, if we're talking about transitions, I, I guess I'll pose the question to, to Caitlin and Seidler. What, what transition do you see yourself in the next kind of six months so you're here right now that's great you know what you're doing you're consciously competent you're good at what you're doing where are you guys going next yeah and who's who are you thinking is going to mentor you and um, when atc's not around and when your teachers aren't around yeah i i definitely think i'll still stay in touch with uh teachers here and people that helped me in atc but i think uh, we, we'd like to cut that cord <laughs> If we can, scissor motion, scissor motion happening right now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. In the next six months, I, I hope to hope to get a job out of like after our internships. Hopefully, get into get into the industry of. Uh, I like cameras, so I'd like to be behind a camera at either sports events or okay. anything that yeah needs that. So I, I hope to uh, get somewhere that, that'll help me get move forward and. Uh, well, yeah, I'll probably still talk to Megs. And, well, you're uh, like me, Seidler. You have a yeah. face for radio, so it's good that you want to be behind the camera and not in front of it. Yeah. Oh, he's, just, he's taking us down. Like, this is just working us. I like this. Listen, yeah, so before we get there, if, if you love tech and you love cameras, I know a guy in the industry, and he's mm. the guy who I rely on to do all my AV, mm. whether it's a virtual event or a live event. If you're serious about that, just, yeah. okay. just uh, get my digits from uh, Mags there, and we'll, yeah. we'll connect you. For sure. You, you don't have an internship yet, do you? No, I don't. This, I, this could be a yeah. great opportunity for him. Mm -hmm. Let's. Talk it's all happened on yeah. the podcast. Yeah. Look what happens on this out. podcast. Aren't, aren't you glad you woke up this morning? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> Caitlin, is there anything out there for you? Um. Well, I was. Well, construction going up. Hey, that's, that's my a, heart beating because I'm so excited. Yeah, that's, a, no, I, yeah, that's a, we're excited here. It's the pounding. It's the telltale heart. There's someone buried under the floorboards here. <laughs> Um, Edgar Allan Poe, that's a, that's a short story. Oh, I love way. that story. I mean, after ATC, I'm kind of planning on going to, unless my internship works out really well and I get a job out of there. Um, if not, I'm kind of planning on but going to But you don't have the river. internship yet, right? No, not okay, yet. Okay, so you got to work on that. And that's yeah. what I work on with you guys. I'm yeah. coming into your classroom mm -hmm. to work on some of those pieces. Yeah. If that's you, where, go ahead. Oh, if not, if my internship doesn't, you know, uh, get me employed afterwards. I am planning on maybe going to Red River for creative communications just to... I love it. Great um, program. I love it. Great program. Yeah, just to extend my knowledge even a little bit more. And, and to build your network. Yeah, There's exactly. Nothing, you know, yeah. I saw a great study, uh, I believe from... Oh, I wish I had the guy's name, but uh, Scott Galloway is someone I listened to from the Stern mm -hmm. School, and he, do, he talks a lot about... Um, um, or he gathers the research from this particular... Harvard Cambridge professor whose name escapes me at the moment but one of the things is when you surround yourself and the research shows when you surround yourself with people who are pushing themselves showing initiative it kind of rubs off on you a bit mm -hmm. and the research shows that you also develop that mindset you develop yeah. that growth mindset about I'll, I'll take that challenge on I'll do it absolutely and sometimes high schools don't 
challenge you enough. There's a yeah. set curriculum. It's prescribed. You hand it out. And remember, 50% gets you a credit, yeah. even though you're half wrong <laughs> all the time. Yeah. All right? So those are, when you're pushing yourself, it's not a mark anymore. It's about this. It's about your heart and your growth and your mindset. So pretty cool. Something good's going to happen to both of you. Mm-hmm. I know that. Hey, we talked about some of these part-time jobs you had going through high school. You talked about McDonald's yesterday. Yeah. And what did you get out of those things? Like you, you mentioned a number of them, and you did a lot of them. Every one of them to me, when you told me, I said, that's, there's great value there. And I wonder where, what you gleaned from that moving forward from some of them. Mention a couple of them, if you would. Yeah, uh, I think I, I followed the same path that a lot of other high school students follow. So you, you find the fast food restaurants. <laughs> You go to record stores, or you knock on doors at the mall, and you wanna, you, you know, you wanna sell Susie mm-hmm. Shear. That I don't know if that's still a restaurant <laughs> or still a store anymore. I'm not sure. Um, but the common theme is teamwork and uh, relying on other people. So played sports all my life, and I wanted to take that sports mentality to a job. I'm not well. We didn't have YouTube back in the day. And we didn't have social media, but I wasn't a kid who wanted to sit in his basement and learn how to program computers, which is a very kind of individual uh, thing to do, even though there, there are communities where you can do those things now. Mm-hmm. Um, back in the day, I just wanted to be around people and I wanted to learn how to work in a team. So when you're on a sports team, you learn how to play with others, you learn how to push yourself and you know, places like McDonald's, A&W, mm-hmm. uh, you know Burger King all those places teaches teach you so many other so many things right the cash yeah. management and customer service and how to stay busy and how to clean all those other things so the, and how to work in tension like those places yeah. are tension filled yeah. spaces mm-hmm. and i've seen some students whose faces look they almost look grim sometime in these places because mm-hmm. it's just not working yeah but through practice Mm-hmm. Devo fare la pratica we say in italian mm-hmm. you got you just have to make it you you must practice you must get better. That's why when we do, yeah. when you when you sit in front of that camera and you yeah. do, you're watching the telestrator and Tell you're doing it, yeah. you do that over and over and over and over again. You yeah. can't imagine yeah. how and competent you're becoming yeah. at talking to that camera. Yeah. It's an amazing thing. It's always practice. But I'm not sure students practice enough in things that arouse their curiosity so it's not as engaging so those are great challenges i love that you chose in this place you talked about being an average student read like oh, below average a below yeah. average <laughs> but, but for me that's kind of the average student there's a sense of i've got my 60 to 65 percent remember yeah. most of the building in a high school is filled filled with 60 to 65 percent people no one pays attention to them because they're not going to fail they're doing mm-hmm. enough to get by right. Yeah. No one's paying attention to them at the other end because they're not getting any awards, no exit yeah. stuff. So you meander through the school pretty much on your own yeah. because there just isn't the, the ability to get to everyone in a school of a 1,000 people, right? Yeah. If you're thinking 10% at one end, 10% at the other end, 80% of the population is 70%. How do we help those guys? What would you do differently now? Think of the education process. What, what would you have hoped was in space for you as a, what do you think your average is? 65-ish probably? Because you graduated, right? Yeah, I, I did graduate and on, on time. Um, you know, the, the perspective that I have being the age that I am is, you know, the question's always asked, what would you do differently? And I think the answer is nothing. 
uh, I would I would keep doing exactly the things that I have always done because I always learn from those things. If I would have done something differently, even one tiny little thing differently, I wouldn't be here because it would have taken me on a different path. And I like the path that I'm on because I've I've created this path and from high school to where I am today, which is I went to high school, I went to university, I you know spent 20 years in government and then I left at 40 to take over a company, build another one and found a third one. And so you don't get there by yourself. Uh, and I'll, I'll talk about something that I like to to sort of mention, which is called the circle of influence. And it, it has heavily around mentorship is the thing that I would go back in time is, of course, I wish I would have known what I was learning at the time so I could have been more aware of what I was learning as opposed to the, the school of hard knocks where I'm like, oh man, I'm in front of a camera and I'm not good at this right now. I'm consciously incompetent and I'd rather just skip to the part where I'm unconsciously competent. But the, the struggle is part of the appreciation of the skills that you're learning, whether you're going to use them in the future or not. So you might think right now that you want to be in radio and you might think you want to be here and you might think that you want to write and you might think that you want to do this and you're learning all this stuff and you're investing your time, which is an incredible commodity. It's the one thing that we all have that we all spend differently. Learning these things and maybe not applying them later down the road is not a waste of time. It just means you translate your skills into other areas. So when I was in sports, I learned teamwork, I learned how to follow instructions, I learned how to listen to my peers, and I learned how to listen to my coaches. Well, when I didn't want to do that anymore, I had to go into the workforce, and now I had to learn how to work with my colleagues, and I had to learn how to report to my boss, and I had to learn how to keep my mouth shut when I disagreed or realized that there's a pecking order, right? So these skills that you're all learning are completely transferable, and that's the thing that I wish I would have remembered or would have been more aware of when I was going through these these learning phases. I don't so, know, Seidler, what do you think? What was What's kind of going on for you? Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I mean, I work at Canadian Tire. I've never worked at a fast food uh, place, but I had, first job was co-op gas station. So, uh, like, those things, those little jobs, they, yeah, they taught me a lot, like, cleaning, how to talk to people. I got way out of my shell from just, you know, giving people gas and all that yeah. in Canadian Tire, helping people. Uh, but yeah, it teaches you a lot of the little things that are like really important that you need if you want to have a job and be successful. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, that's about it for me. So when you started up then, um, Event Camp, that was a long journey where you came to the realization, this is what I must do. Is that fair to say? Like this is where I think I'm going to find my best self. Yeah, uh, must do is definitely the right term, um, and okay. I'll double back. So are we looking yeah. at the, I must find what I must do, or is it okay just to, and does it have to be with work? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you find your deepest sense of fulfillment? Does it involve your job now? Because I... Absolutely. I love the way you talk about your job now. Um, and when I met with you, you were still kind of trans transitioning from the government world which was a very different atmosphere. And so jobs all have different feels, yeah. they have different environments, and you have to decide what environment you'd be, you'd be really, really comfortable in and excited to work in. So just talk about that, the transition of the environments and where you moved and, where, and what the environment is like now for you. Uh, when I was in government, 
And the time that Adriano and I had met, this was back in 2015. Um, and keep in mind, at that point, there were a lot of transitions and changes going on in my life. So I had spent almost 20 years in government, which is a really long time. And you move around within government, right? You, you go from one department to the next, or you go under one boss under the other, or you get promoted. And so if you're motivated within that particular work environment and you're happy and you're doing cool stuff with cool people, then stick to it because a lot of people are, you know, will say, I'll be happy when, or I'll be happy when, oh, I'll be so happy when I get a job with government. Oh, I'll be so happy when, uh, you know, I get this promotion or I'll be so happy and so on and so forth. The, the trick really is to try and be as happy as possible in this moment. And that I kind of, I kind of stole this from David Chilton, who is the author of the, the Wealthy Barber Returns. And he talks about joy units and he talks about, you know, enjoy your, your iPhone 12 for as long as you possibly can for the thousand bucks you spent before you need to buy the next one. You know, just try and enjoy that. And I kind of translated that to time. And I'm like, man, I want to enjoy every single minute of my day as much as humanly possible because tomorrow's mm -hmm. not guaranteed. Mm -hmm. So when I started applying that joy units and enjoying my time, I had become a father at that point. My kid was born. And, and I want to be really clear about this. Government is a great place to work. Like they provide benefits, they provide opportunities for growth, they provide pensions. Somehow that wasn't enough for me when my kid was born. When my kid was born, I had to rush out of the house, drop her off at daycare, head to the office, spend eight hours there, rush back home and then spend more time. So I decided at that time, I wanted to spend more time with my kid. And how can I do that? Well, I can't do it in government because government tells me I've got to be there nine to five and I, I can't leave. I don't have that choice. So when that kind of clicked for me, then I decided that I'm going to buy a company, a really very successful event management company, helping out a friend. She was helping me out. And then I knew nothing about events, but I knew that I didn't fail or I don't fail. It's not something that I do. It's something that I move forward in. And the reason I do that is because I've got a personal drive that I got from playing sports all my life and knowing that I can rely on friends and colleagues and my circle of influence. So before I took the leap from leaving government, I went straight to the one guy who is probably the hardest, hardest critic of or the harshest critic of anything that I, I want to do. He's the friend that will tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. And you're like, oh, I broke up with someone. Oh, buddy, how's it going? Are you doing okay? No, he's like, oh, man, I broke up with my girlfriend. Yeah, that's that's okay, man. You'll be fine. It's good, good. That's going to be fine. So when I said, I want to take over this company, and he says, here's what you have to do. And he laid it out for me. And he was not a mentor. He was in my circle of influence because he's now my chief financial officer. And he's also my best friend of 25 years. But he says, if you're going to do this thing, here's how you have to go about it. He's not going to do the work for me, but he's going to lay out the roadmap for me. And so when that happened, then I said, okay, now I've got one guy in my corner and he's there in my best interest. He's my best friend and he's, he's dry and he's harsh and he's cut to the chase, but that's who I needed in my life at the time, right? I didn't need somebody who was going to fluff my pillows. I needed somebody who was going to tell me the truth. Yeah. And after him, it was the next guy. And the next guy says, well, have you thought about this? And have you thought about this? My mentor. Oh, you're making a big change. You're going from 
government security to benefits to pensions. You've got a kid. What are you going to do and how are you going to survive? So when I bought the event management company, which is the work that we do to help people plan events, my CFO and my, my best friend said, you need to have more than just one source of income in the private sector. You can't just do one thing. And then I thought to myself, well, how am I going to do more, more than one thing? So I decided to build my own online registration platform, and that's EventCamp. Now, I got to tell you, from the time that I was in high school, barely scraping by on 50s and 55s, I never thought I'd be here. But in that time, from high school, I got my uh, graduate degree, or I got my master's. I've got the best education in entrepreneurship that I've ever gotten in my entire life because I had to do it on my own, or at least I felt like I was on my own because it was driven by me, but the people who were in my life were there to support me and they were there to go, we got you, we got you. We're, we're here for you and come to us for advice whenever you need it. And now that we're making money, they're like, well, now you're going to pay us for that advice. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> so, well, I, and, and you hired them and they're part of the team. They're part so of the team, awesome. yeah. So, so That's awesome. That's a powerful, that's mm -hmm. a powerful story about mentorship and about finding your path. It's, it, it is a journey. It's, it's wrought with difficulty, with challenge, and pain. There's, there's some pain along that path too, right? When you're self-doubt. Did you ever feel imposter syndrome where I can't do this or why am I doing this? Or did you just feel the drive? I, I listened to Ken Dryden, Montreal yeah. Canadian goalie yesterday, and people were asking him from the crowd. He was doing his book launch that I bought called My Class at McNally Robinson, and people were asking him, what was it like being the goalie in the 72 Summit Series or winning the Stanley Cup, beating the heavily favored Boston Bruins in 1971? That's a long time ago, kid. That was <laughs> yeah. a different time and era. And you know what he said? He said things like, I was just in the moment and doing it. I didn't feel like I was special. Yeah. I just, here's what I gotta do. Here's the deal. Here's what I'm trying to do. And he just had this attitude of everything I've done is, he said, I wasn't a writer in high school. I hated writing. He's written six books or something yeah. like that. And I got him to sign my books. So I think that attitude of, I'm just gonna get my nose into it. I'm gonna surround myself with the right people. I'm gonna get the right advice. I'm gonna act on the advice and I'm gonna be an action oriented person and do it is power. Is a powerful message for people. Absolutely, it's absolutely. Really it's a great story. But you know what's yeah. more important right now? The quick cues. Ah. Riel, we're going to ask you some questions. They're going to be quick questions. Your answers can only be a phrase at max. All right. All right. All right. And Caitlin, explain what this is. It's a bunch of rapid fire questions. Just tell me which one of, out of the two that you prefer. Sounds good. And yeah. Okay. Are you ready? Uh, no color questions because I'm colorblind, so you can't. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Coffee or tea? Coffee. iPhone or Android? iPhone. Orange juice or apple juice? Orange juice. Favorite holiday? Halloween. Night or day person? Day. Uh, super speed or super strength? Super strength. Shows or movies? Movies. Fortune, fortune or true love? True love. Cash or card? Card. Extrovert or introvert? Introvert. Hamburgers or hot dogs? Hamburgers. And the last question, what is your favorite podcast? This one right here. Woo! Adventures in Career. 
Well, you got that answer right. So officially, we can upload the yeah. podcast. Yeah. So uh, it's like, like some people have had that wrong, and we've had to discuss. Oh, yeah, of course. The whole thing. Of course. The whole hour. Yeah. You know, real has been a lot of fun, and yeah. time has flown. We have oh, the producers Fuba. looking at me constantly saying, really? "You've gone into this time. You need to now shut it oh, down." Yeah. That Which was, is good, and that's why they do that, and they're monitoring all the sound. We have Thanks a whole, lot, guys, by we, the way. We have a whole producer yeah. booth space over there. Yeah. Anyway, what a great story about finding your way. And I, I love that, you're, that you considered yourself kind of an average or below average student uh, who was looking for those hooks and was craving those hooks, and you surrounded yourself with the people who ignited those curiosities that made you go forward. I just think this is a great story. I think it's an inspirational story. And when students listen to this, they're gonna see themselves as, I don't know what I'm doing in school, but I think with a little time and effort and the right support group, I can do what I need to do that that finds my best self. And you'll change. Like you think you're going down a path and you think that this is the path. Your parents tell you, your teachers tell you. And if you want to change your mind, you can. Yes. And, yes. and that's okay. There's nothing that says that your life is carved out in a certain way. You want to change your plans? Change your plans. Your generation is going to do 20 different things between now and the time that you retire at 65. It was 5 to 10 and for my generation. faster than we ever did it. Because your learning is so much faster. The tools available to you yes. are so much faster. Yes. The access to information is so much faster. And the, the, the more liberal approach to education is different than it was back when yes. when Mags and I were at school. And that's a great place to end the podcast. Riel, thanks for thanks, thanks for, for hanging out me. with us in the podcast mm-hmm. studio. This is amazing. I really appreciate it's it. It's a great it's a great space. I love the conversation and I think yeah. we we were calling you Siddler, but you're really <laughs> Caitlin. Yeah. And uh, Caitlin, awesome. Thanks for being a part of this as usual. Producers, thank you for doing the work. We're on uh, social media. We have a big event coming up called the CAPS Career and Post-Secondary Symposium, November 21st at the Blue Rail Arts and Tech Center. Post-secondary institutions, a career cafe with many 40-plus industry professionals. There'll be some live job boards. And we are also going to introduce a new symposium called Future Now, and that will be at the event and once you know it re is the organizer of that event Mm. with a support team so we look forward to that so everybody thanks again for listening to another episode of adventures in career land